Friends, what a great gospel tonight. It's hard to find a passage in the scriptures that reveal the heart of Jesus toward us better. The details, they're rich in this story. So first of all, let me set the stage just a little bit. Jericho, Jesus is going through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And on the way, he encounters Zacchaeus, who is not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. Okay, so anybody in Jesus' time would have paid right attention to Jericho and not just tax collector, but chief tax collector, okay? Um, Jericho was a loaded term because going all the way back, it's the first place of opposition that the Israelites have to overcome when they enter into the promised land. So Jericho becomes very much the city of sin. It's associated with that. It's also, by the way, here's a little detail for you. It's the low point. It's the lowest city on the world. 825 feet beneath sea level. That's trivia for you. But it's also helpful to understand this. Jesus is going down. He is going down into the city of sin. And everybody who knew that would have been right away like, okay, spiritual things are happening here. Jericho is a loaded, it's a loaded term. It's kind of like for us at Carroll, when I say butte, okay, that's a loaded term. We all know what it means. Nobody needs to say it. Everybody knows, okay? Jericho. Jesus is going through there, and on the way, he meets Zacchaeus, all right? Again, not just a tax collector, but the head of all the tax collectors, who is a wealthy man, as he's described, which means he's been padding his pockets, lining his nest with extortion and with all sorts of malfeasance against his own people. So he is hated. He's doing evil things. And here we are. Here comes the Holy One of God who goes down into the city of sin. And who does he encounter there? A sinner. And not just any sinner, but maybe the chief sinner. What do you think is going to happen? Well, not quite what people expected. Maybe not even what we would expect. Because isn't it nice to see someone who's doing evil things get their comeuppance? Isn't that why we have movies like John Wick? Right? You kill my puppy, right? And then just everybody dies. Because the puppy, right? No, we like seeing people who do bad things get put in their place. And that could happen because here comes the holiness of God into the city of sin. And who does he encounter? The chief sinner. And of course, the thing is, that's not what happens. This giant explosion. But something much more beautiful, much more surprising, and much more good for all of us. Because if God was just fair, if he was just just, we'd all be in trouble. But thankfully, he's not. He's more than just. He's merciful. And so what do we see? First, watch. Look at the desire in Zacchaeus' heart. He ran ahead and climbed a tree in order to see Jesus. 
in someone who everybody would have written off, there was something going on that no one else could see. Something in his heart was moving him to see Jesus. I have to see him. Now, friends, that's true for every human heart. And it's very important for us to remember that because we could easily write certain people off or certain groups of people off. But there's something in every human heart, as St. Augustine said so well, that is restless until it rests in God. So here's this chief sinner seeking to see Jesus, and he moves to his credit. He moves. He climbs the tree. He goes to see the Lord. But more importantly is this, as great and as important as it is that Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus, Jesus wants to see him. Jesus, he intends to pass through the town. He's intentional. And so he knows what he's about. He's on a mission. He goes down to the lowest place, not so dissimilar to what he'll do on the cross. He goes down to the lowest place intentionally, to pass through, but not just to pass through, but to change things and to change people who are stuck in the lowest place. And so as he's walking, he sees Zacchaeus. And here's a great detail. He calls him by name right away. Jesus knows him because he's God. He knows Zacchaeus and listen to what he says. Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. This is our Lord. He knows him by name. He doesn't associate him with his sinfulness. He knows him by name. Zacchaeus, come down quickly. Today I must stay at your house. So Jesus starts calling the shots. He calls Zacchaeus by name, and then he says, I'm coming to your house, which would have been different than the customs of the time. Zacchaeus could have invited him, but Jesus says, no, I'm coming to see you. I must stay at your house. That's the Lord. That's who he is. It's what his heart is like. Jesus is moving as well. He's on the move, and he makes moves. Zacchaeus, come down. I'm staying with you today. I'm getting in your place and we're gonna have an encounter. And it's not the encounter that we might think. Fire and brimstone, you need to repent. You're doing awful things to your people. Stop doing that. It's not that. I'm coming to stay with you. There was a great line in the first reading today. The whole first reading is wonderful, by the way. Pray with it. But this one line really struck me Jesus is the Lord and lover of souls. That's how God is described in wisdom. He's the Lord and the lover of souls. You pray with that one line, things will open up in your spiritual life. That when we come before Jesus, he is Lord, so he's all-powerful. And he's the lover of souls. The one who's all-powerful also loves us. He loves you. He loves me. 
Not because we're perfect. Not because we haven't made mistakes. But because he created us. And he loves what he has created. And love means I want to be close. That's why he goes to Jericho. That's why he calls Zacchaeus down. That's why he says, I must stay with you today because I want to get real close to you. He's the lover of souls. And his love is more than just a being with. It's way more than that. His love wants to set things right. And so he gets right in Zacchaeus' way and says, no more of the old. Now I'm here. Now it's time to leave that behind and open up to the new. C.S. Lewis, when he talks about the incarnation, he said it's the divine invasion of a world that has been taken captive by the hostile forces of sin. Think about that at Christmas time. <laughs> Little baby Jesus. Yeah, it's the divine invasion. It's the divine invasion of a world that has been taken captive by the hostile forces of sin. So Jesus invades Zacchaeus' life. He breaks right in to set him free. Friends, he does the same for us. He wants to invade our personal little Jerichos, our little cities of sin. And he wants to change us and call us out of the places where we're like Zacchaeus, the chief sinner, the chief tax collector doing everything just for ourselves. And he gets right in there, not to lecture, but to say, no, you're more than this. This is not you. And I'm here, I am here to remind you of who you are. Gaudium et Spes 22, one of the documents from Vatican II, says, only in the mystery of the word made flesh is the mystery of man made clear. When Jesus breaks into our lives, in that mystery of the incarnation, the one who seeks us out, then we know ourselves. That's how we know ourselves. And friends, can I offer this? If you don't have the Lord revealing yourself to who you are, as who you are, if you don't have him, you're going to fall for the wrong thing. Oh, maybe if I attain this level, Maybe if I get this grade, maybe if I look like this, maybe if I have this money, maybe if I have this other relationship, I'll finally know who I am. And none of it satisfies because only in the mystery of the word made flesh, only in Jesus, is the mystery of who we are made clear. The great news tonight is that God doesn't wait for us to figure that out. At the end of this gospel, he says, the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Jesus comes to seek and to save us. He comes. What do you think is going to happen at Mass here? He's coming. Not just some empty ritual. No, the Lord himself, the same Lord who saved Zacchaeus, who called him by name and said, you're more than what you're doing. He comes to us. And the effect should be the same in our lives. Zacchaeus, everything changes. Everything changes. I'm giving away half my possessions. If I've defrauded anybody four times over, I'm paying it back. 
everything changes for him. The one who was so centered on himself now is giving things away. Friends, the same thing is meant to happen for us. So what are your Jerichos? Where are you turned in like Zacchaeus? Well, Jesus comes to seek and to save. The beautiful thing is Zacchaeus wants it. Do we? Do we want it? Do we want our lives to be changed? Or are we okay just kind of going along, mediocre? Want more. Want more. Pope Benedict, when he was talking about Christian prayer, he said Christian prayer is the coming together of two freedoms, the infinite freedom of God and the finite freedom of man. God wants us free. He is free to come to us tonight in the blessed sacrament, in this gospel, in his word. He comes in great freedom. He appeals to our freedom. Zacchaeus is so great. He uses his freedom to step away from the old way and to step into new life, to step into salvation. That same challenge is for you and for me. God's infinite freedom comes right to us. Our finite freedom is the question mark. Do we want him? Can we rejoice that he comes to us to seek and to save what was lost? That's my prayer for you and for me, that we might re rejoice in having been sought out by God and having been saved by him, and having been called by name, and given a new way to live. Friends, that's for tonight. That is not down the road in your life. Jesus comes tonight to seek and to save, and to bring you the joy of being saved.